Welcome to the Southside Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm bringing you a Chicago-centric soccer podcast focused on the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, a very special edition of the Southside Trap Podcast because we are bringing this episode to you live from the North Side in my homie Claire Watkins' apartment. North Side Edition, sitting in my living room. My my special guest, my homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. Scout Ripley, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. That's right. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for allowing me to hang out. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for bringing, bringing this nice half-acre IPA into my life. They should sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> we are going to recap a Chicago Red Stars game. Busy week for these ladies. They came away with a draw against New Jersey. And kind of an interesting game, I think. I think it was one of those games where I think maybe people on paper thought, well, Chicago should come away with this pretty easily. But I think looking back at sort of the week that they had, maybe not so easy. What are your first takes on the game? I think, yeah, I mean, looking at it, look, it's it's interesting because both of these teams at their best, easy, easy three points for Chicago. It's not close as of right now. However, uh, Sky Blue was coming off a full week of rest. Chicago was not. Um, Sky Blue doesn't have quite the injury issues that Chicago has And if they, it was one of those where if Sky Blue was about to put something together, this would be the one to do it. So, yes, Chicago lining up with Sky Blue, definitely a more solid team. But this was one where if they were going to sneak one, this would be when it would happen. Yeah, I think so, too. I I love covering uh, Chicago Red Stars game weeks with you because I know, like, for, for people who don't know, Claire and I both cover the Red Stars desk over at Hot Time in Old Town for the SB Nation Chicago Soccer Blog. And when typically when we run a Chicago Red Stars game week, like I'll roll through with the preview, Claire's got my back with a recap. And I think we both kind of felt the same way, both going in and after this game was completed because it was one of those games where it's just like three games in eight days, like New Jersey's going to come in here hungry. Like it's not, it's probably not going to be as easy as people think. This is a very injured team, probably also now at this point, very tired. Um, And I really loved your recap and your whole point about coming away with these games with sort of the collective amount of points that they did. But to be fair to the Red Stars credit, it almost looked like the scam was going to like continue and it was going to be so real. It was so close. It was, it was like, okay. So when they dropped the starting lineup, I was like, okay, this is a lineup that wants to score early. They want to get ahead and they want to be okay with the fade down the stretch because they're going to have a multi-goal lead. Like that looked like the plan with maybe a little bit of also putting Taylor Camo in it, you know, in that second half to bring some fresh legs. Um, and it almost happened despite the fact that Camo had to start yeah. because Sam Johnson went down in pregame warmups, yes. which to me, I was just like, oh, isn't that <laughs> isn't that just just the way it goes sometimes? Yeah, that totally sucked on a personal <laughs> on a personal note, on a personal experience uh, being at the game and covering it for us. Uh, they were in the middle of their warmups that I noticed, you know, that she might have tweaked something and 
Um, so a little nervous because you saw like she still she, Sam Johnson was still participating in warm ups and stuff like that and completing warm up drills. Then you saw uh, Coach Roy Dames talking to her and you just kind of gave the vibe of like, well, what's going to happen here? And then sure enough, she was like a last minute um, scratch in the lineup. So <clears throat> they they brought Taylor Camoan, which I mean. <laughs> Sarah Gordon and Taylor Kamal. I mean, I cannot say enough good things about what Sarah Gordon did this week. I mean, she, well, she was the Red Stars' entire, you know, she was the hinge of their entire offense on Wednesday, or at least the first two goals. She did an incredible job on the left wing and then just slid right into play center back for 90 minutes on Saturday. It's it's incredible, and she's someone that I think a lot of people who don't know this team that well, she was not on their radar at all, and she killed it. I really appreciate Sarah Gordon because I feel like she's one of those quintessential like Chicago Red Stars players where has a, already has a connection to Chicago, right? From from Elk Grove, went to DePaul. Yep. Um, the Chicago DPU, land. shout out. There you go, shout out. <laughs> Just one of these players who's already kind of connected to Chicago, was clearly scouted by Rory Dames, mm-hmm. had history probably with the ECNL teams, and ended up being drafted by the Red Stars with with Katie Naughton. So it's sort of cool to just sort of see a player like her utilize these minutes and make the most of them. We hear so much, like a lot of times when certain, you have your typical starting lineup, you know, your players on any team, not just the Red Stars, who are going to be playing and they're, you look at them and you're like, that's our starter. And then you sort of have like these second tier players. And then maybe even you kind of got like your third tier players. So it's, it's just cool to sort of see a player like Sarah Gordon, be able to get these games, get these starts, and make the most of their minutes because there's there's plenty of players out there who who maybe don't. Um, and I think that really speaks to sort of the depth of who the Red Stars are right now. And I think that's really important because I feel like to start this season, especially after sort of having that maybe not so impressive game in week one and then yeah. having the loss against Portland, there might have been some people out there who thought, well maybe this team isn't as deep as we thought they were. And then to just sort of kind of have this turnaround and have this improvement in their style of play and have these results and then sort of being like, bam, scam, joke yeah, on you. Yeah, for real. We're for real. Total. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all in. It's, yeah, absolutely. Also just, I mean, the I, I've seen the point made that uh, Chicago's wins so far have only come against teams that don't have any wins, and I, it, which is fair. But, but also Chicago has been asked to play – a, five games so far some other teams have only played three and it's they've had a very top heavy schedule just when it comes to days off so it's you maybe look at it at a soft start but they've been asked to do a lot with four three you know player bench so yeah no i'm i'm thinking I'm, and then new jersey this was only their second game Total. Of the season, yeah. right? So it's like you've got some teams out there with with three games. No, is there, is there, it was their third. Was they, it their third? Yeah, they've played. They played uh, North Carolina, Carolina, and, then and then Seattle, Seattle. And okay, Chicago. These damn midweek games. Man, yeah. I'm telling you. What do you think? I want to talk about Sky Blue a little bit, even though when I have guests on on this show, I'm always like, no, we're only talking about the, <laughs> the Red Stars. But to sort of keep come coming into that second half, I think they really started to sort of capitalize on their opportunities. They maybe weren't finding shots but they were finding time and space sort of within Chicago's final third there and I think at some point you kind of maybe got the impression or the feeling that like oh this this might they might find 
a late game equalizer. And then it happened with that deflected goal from from McCaskill. What did you sort of think of their second half? I mean, I I really like Savannah McCaskill a lot. I mean, even if you watch Sky Blue, I I looked at I kind of went back and rewatched Sky Blue's game against Seattle, where she is doing everything she possibly can to provide some sort of offensive trigger for for that team. Um, and so I think it's just one of those where the as for as long as she's been working on it, eventually she was going to get one. I think the equal. I mean, I, the equalizer was only disappointing because it wasn't. It was kind of a fluke shot. It was outside the box or it, at the top of the box. It had a deflection off a defender who did everything she possibly could, yeah. commoted everything she could to disappear, but she just couldn't quite get out of the way. Um, but yeah, I think to Sky Blue's credit, I I do think that that's a team that will figure it out more than they have now. Um, I think Shea Groom's good. I think you know Janine Becky has potential to improve. I think you know maybe once Carly Lloyd finds her touch again, there might be uh, you know might be some danger there. But yeah, I got a little like just a little bit. I have like a, just a tiny smidgen of sympathy for Carly Lloyd just because of sort of the situation that she's in. I feel like she's got a really young team, so she has like these just kind of like bigger responsibilities than just maybe. Being that veteran, like, on the pitch, I think, like, you know, she's maybe showing some of these players, like, how to be professionals. And I think she's doing she's doing all of – I think even on the pitch, she's mo- – her positioning is very good. She's doing a good sh- do- job of getting herself open in spots that other players on her team are not. I think she's – her vision in the game is definitely one of a more veteran player as opposed to the younger ones on that team. However, she's just not able – it's like it's like all of that is maybe getting in the way of just the actual soccer playing a little bit just from her own personal game because she has all these other responsibilities. Um, but that's also something that, you know, it's Carly. She's hot and she's cold. That'll come back at some point and she's going to have some monster game and we're all going to, you know, realize exactly what she can do again. So, yeah, I know she took a little bit of a knock there, like late in the, the second half and she was uh, had, a, had a small postgame limp through the mm-hmm. mix zone, but. Um, I guess we'll find out whether or not that was that was really something. I, same same with with Sam Johnson. I mean, she was cut, but I think it was more just like a precautionary thing. I think it might have been more of a hey, this is a lot of games in a short amount of time kind of thing. And even just not to get too ahead of themselves, but they're you know Washington has some offensive firepower, so they were maybe maybe thinking that this was the game for you know Sky Blue was the game for her to take off. And if she can be up and running, you know, by next Saturday, she they'll be in a, they'll be in better shape. You know what I kept thinking about the most? I think during this game, for me personally, I I was really impressed with Chicago's ability to find the space and like how they were using their switches. And I loved that they were doing this in this specific game. And Julie Ertz, Sam Kerr. Disney Bernardo were all on the bench and I was just like you've got to be kidding me this is like unreal yeah even just there was a little bit there where Sofia Huerta had like slipped into the 10 spot and I was just like girl that's that is the place she's if she's got Nagasato and Sam Kerr in front of her in that situation it's 
it's going to be great. And then that's also where the four three three has been working so well, because I think a lot of times last year you had the forwards having to come back and then having no one to target up front. But that was not the case at all on Saturday. It's yeah, the ball movement and, you know, in the offensive half was was great. And I think both Cole Prico and Huerta are having fantastic starts to their season. Dude, Danny Colaprico is having, she's playing out of her fucking mind right yeah, now. Like, real. I'm just going to put it out on record. Like, it's it's unreal. I'm a little, I don't want to say nervous, but, like, I feel some kind of way uh, for whenever it is that Julie Ertz sort of makes her return to the pitch because of how outstanding Danny Colaprico has been playing. Yeah, I agree. Colaprico's been a magnificent six for this team so far. And it's going to be an adjustment to uh, get her and Ertz kind of playing together. I think they can do it. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think probably Ertz is going to play further back than Colaprico ever usually does. And in a way, maybe that'll, you know, give Danny some a little bit of a reprieve when it comes to some of the defensive duties. But um, yeah, I would say in total, when it comes to who they're missing, I think the way that the midfield in particular has stepped up has been crucial to to this team. I want to, we got a couple questions on our, on our Southside Trap podcast Twitter. And I want to take just a couple of them because part of our goal, guys, in case you haven't caught on with the Southside Trap podcast, is we like to keep these podcasts nice and short and sweet. If there's nothing that I then hate Then you should more, not have me on ever <laughs> if again. If there's nothing that I hate more, dude, <laughs> are like ridiculously long women's soccer podcast. It's like two hours. It's like, yeah, yeah. I totally have two hours to just give yeah. you of my life. No, you don't. So like, I just, I like you being a short sweet. So what I want to do is I want to take a couple of these questions and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up next week with the spirit. But one of, one of the questions that I want to talk about kind of goes with what we were talking about, these injured players eventually coming back. Right now it's Casey Short, uh, Rosie White, and... We've got... Uh, so on, There's yeah. three on the D45. Right? On the D45, we've got Casey Short, DiBernardo, and Rosie, Rosie White. White, right? Yeah. And John brought up on our on our Southside Trap podcast, he brought up a really good question saying, like, you know, with, with these three players on the D45... You know, why aren't the Red Stars exactly utilizing her patient players? And I wanted to toss you that question really quickly. Yeah, I think it was it was serendipitous that this came up because I asked the same question uh, in one of the, <laughs> the super secret yeah. NWSL super secret. Uh, group chats group recently chats. because, no, it's true. I think when teams put out injury reports, there's a lot of guesswork that you have to do to figure out what exactly those mean, especially the 45-day uh, DL. But um Essentially, there is a rule in the league, and I believe it's new this year, that if an injured player on the disability list is replaced by an injury replacement player, they are not eligible to return before that 45 days is up. Now, whether that 45 days is retroactive to when they were first injured or not, they have the op- they have the um, ability to come back earlier if they aren't replaced. So I think probably the idea for Chicago is a, they don't, I don't know how much they even need like more warm bodies. I think they're doing okay with a small roster. They always sort of have, I think they just need to get their impact players back. And I think also just the ideas of if there's any possibility that these, you know, players will be, you know, ready before schedule or even just wanting to be able to throw them, throw them back in, you know, right at go. I think they're reluctant to replace them. 
I think so too. I think also just the timing of it with a player like Sam Kerr finally coming back, I think also might have something to do with that. I think having a player like her on your roster, as dynamic as she is, is going to um, sort of maybe force you to want to stick, you know, what have we been hearing? Trusting the process. So sort of kind of want to sticking to that. But uh, I thought it was a good question. And I think it's one that's actually been floating around uh, for some fans of multiple teams. Yeah. Multiple players on D45. So the procedure when it comes to injuries is murky at best, which, you know, it's just something that you have to live with. And we'll, you know, we'll keep asking to see kind of what the personal timelines are for everybody. But right. And it's not exactly like they're not utilizing. I mean, like we see a player like Aaron Yenny still being rostered with the red stars, um, as one of those, uh, replacement players. And she played well. I thought she's played the, played in the first two games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. Welcome to the red stars. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought she did a great job. So, um, yeah, but, and Yuki too with that. Man, I'm pretty sure. And someone, uh, please feel free. That was the funniest thing. Please feel free to bake me (laughs) on Twitter or whatever, but I'm pretty sure in these four games, the Chicago wrestlers have hit a crossbar in every single game. Yeah, the crossbar is for sure the cops. Like, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate. We're trying to sneak one, trying to sneak a couple. The crossbar is not having it. When you're trying to scam, yeah. but the crossbar cops just won't let you. Yep. It's terrible. Uh, I'm going to actually use one more question because I think this is going to segue to how we want to close out the rest of the show. But uh, John had another good question saying that starting next Saturday, it's going to be another week of like three games in eight days. And how many points is reasonable to sort of expect during that stretch? What do you think they should try to be gunning for? I think uh, at least the, the 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 way I feel about it is it's more let's look at who they're playing. So they're playing the Washington Spirit on Saturday. They're playing the Orlando Pride the following Wednesday. And then they're playing North Carolina the following Sunday. Um, and so I think that... Um, it's hard to gauge a little bit with, I I think we know what to expect with the Washington spirit, which is hopefully they get Sam Johnson back. Uh, Sam Kerr starts. We maybe possibly have a little bit of Julie Ertz coming off the bench. And I think they have a good shot against Washington. I think they'd have the ability to score some goals. I think Washington also has the ability to score some goals. Um, But uh, I also think that, Orlando, they have a shot, though. I just have no idea what Orlando is going to look like when they have everybody back and people are coming back. So um, it's hard to gauge. But then I really I think probably if uh, if I was if I was managing this team, I would be doing everything I possibly could to get maybe at least at least two points from those two games, hopefully maybe four. And then you got to be rested up for North Carolina. That's going to be huge. And it's in North Carolina. Yeah, I think um, I think if you're somebody who follows the Red Stars, that might be like a game that you have like circled on your calendar kind of thing. Uh, everybody remembers how they went out. So it's like you kind of want to show up. The Red Stars play the courage tough, though. That's yeah, why I'm excited. And it's always a good game. It's always a you good know, game. You know, Sam Kerr's, or Sam Kerr, sorry, Sam Kerr's back. Then you got Sam Mewis, mm-hmm. who's like getting their legs underneath her again. So it's like, uh, that has a potential, I think, to be a really fun, fun matchup. Yeah. Um, it's like a pre-Mother's Day matchup, too. So it's like, yeah. it's going to be high emotions. Yeah. But um, for me, I always enjoy when Chicago plays the spirit. Uh, the spirit for me, like I've always sort of been, uh, this team that I just enjoy 
watching. They've all like historically they've always had like players that I've always enjoyed watching them and their soccer and stuff. The Spirit also very annoyingly play Chicago super well. Yeah, always they have. really do. They always yeah. like come on. They they yeah. come to play Chicago, man. Yeah, they don't. They're like uh uh-uh, uh like not today's. But you know whether it was like former players and like Crystal Dunn or like Ellie Krieger or like Diana Matheson or like even like now I'm just really excited to see a player like Mel Pugh go up against the Red Stars. Um, I'm not too sure where Rebecca Quinn is health-wise, yeah. but I would love to see her uh, sort of go up against Sam Kerr. You know, I think that would actually be, like, kind of magnificent. Um, I think it could be a really wide-open game, yes. which I'm excited about. <laughs> that's the way Washington plays. Yeah. Um, when Chicago has some pieces back, I think that's how Chicago would like to play. So I think... I mean, we're talking potentially what? Like a Andy Sullivan v. like Danny Colabrico? Yeah, for real. Yeah. You could be like six feet tall and Danny, Col- Danny Colabrico is going to be like, whatever, I got yeah. this. And I'm just like, I know, and I'm just like imagining just, you know, like Sam Johnson just like sunning uh, Mal Pugh, just like this, sorry kid. It's like, yeah, you thought that was going to be a foul. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not. It was a clean, it was a clean ass tackle. Yeah, I was going to say, it might get a little <laughs> physical, but that's how Chicago plays. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, just ask, uh, I mean, you can ask Shea Groom, yeah. you can ask Allie Long. You yeah. don't want to go up against Sam Johnson, man. No. You're going to get checked. No like, way. You don't want to. You don't want to go up against it. So it's a. Uh, it's exciting. I'm. I'm thinking. Um, maybe they, they come away with a draw on this one. Actually, I think it could be. I think. Um, the thing I feel good about is, even so far, Chicago has responded really well to going down. Even in that Portland game, they didn't quite find the, find the equalizer, but they never gave up. Obviously, Houston week one, they found it. I think if even if that game goes sideways early on, I trust this team just isn't that young anymore i just think they can they can find ways to grind out at, at least at least a dry would think but i think it's gonna be like two two maybe i think it's there are gonna be some goals that's for a it. lot of goals man yeah, I, think I, for NWSL, I feel like in nwsl it's like this league where it's like you know if you can if you can get two goals and just have some good defense like you're probably gonna come away with a win so yeah it's like that's kind of like how i felt like coming out of the portland game for Chicago, I was like, man, that's got to suck because it's like you got two goals, not only two goals, but you got a player who's got a brace and yeah. another player who's got like assist. And all they like, had to do was not give up three. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they would have been all right. Couldn't quite you know? do it. So it's like to see like some of these games, like there was a 2-2 draw for Carolina and, yeah, and Utah, and, 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 you yeah, know, and then yeah. it's like, you know what, that that could maybe be possible for Washington and, and yeah, the Red Stars. That's true. So I think it also sort of like, that makes me excited because I feel like that sort of speaks to maybe sort of the involvement of like this league yeah. as it's growing up and getting more intense and you know, they're, they're showing that they're getting more intense in their soccer and that's going to, Oh, look, there's a cat. Sorry. <laughs> I got distracted by pets yes, in the apartment. It happens. She's a cutie. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. And Claire, you're definitely going to be on again. Oh, good. To talk about. Yeah. You're welcome back in my living room anytime. I mean, I appreciate it, but I mean, this is the Southside Trap. I know. Right? So I don't know. Maybe how next often... time. Maybe next time I'll come visit you. I mean, I'm, I'm down with that. We yeah. Can, you know, some carne asada. We'll, yeah. Ooh. We'll make it happen. And, yeah. And we'll have a good time. Um, I want you to plug yourself and your work and where everybody else can find you. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find me at Hot Time in Old Town. I, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the uh, kind of the, the recap beat for the most part. Um, my Twitter is Scout Ripley, which is also the name of my band. 
I have a little bit of a branding issue with that. I'm kind of figuring out what I'm going to do with it, but I think I might just stick with it. Scott Ripley on Twitter. Check it out. Check out the music. It's good stuff, y'all. You should yeah. definitely buy the album. It's good stuff. It's yeah. the unofficial official band. Yeah. There you go. And I also uh, do some writing for uh, The Equalizer. So if you want to cool. head over that way. Yeah. I know some people over yeah. there. They're yeah. all right. It's all right. They're fine. <laughs> They're, They're okay. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, Claire. If you, go, you guys, if you want to hang out with me or like, you know, bake me on Twitter or whatever, whatever you want to do, you can find me at Sandarera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to follow the Southside Trap podcast, you can find it on Twitter at Southside Trap pod. That's with one letter P. Southside Trapod. Exactly. Trapod. It's no, you know, I ran out of character. No, it's good. I like it. You know? I like it a lot. I love it. It's like Twitter. It's like you're so problematic, but it's yeah. like you're my problematic fave. And mm. it's just like, uh, you couldn't just give me one more P, you guys. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, it was the Chicago Red Stars. We struggle with it's tr- Twitter's hard. It's hard. We need to make the Scam Gang Twitter account next. Yeah, for real. I think uh, next time, next time when we uh, record, we're going to make like a Scam Gang playlist. I think we absolutely should. It's going to be like Scott Ripley. It's going to be like Scott Ripley's going to be like Migos. It's going to be like. Just like public Spotify playlists. It's going to be like King Louie, like Chief Keef, like deep Chicago drill. Like that's what it's going to be about. Yeah. We'll have that. Maybe we'll have that for you guys coming up soon. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Peace.